Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and obviously my co-host, Ben Bodycom. We're back. Quick little hiatus, but we're back for bang. We're doing a European leaderboard <laughs> review, and then we're going to do a little recap of um, a competition that happened over the past weekend, uh, Battle for Middle Grounds, March-ish Mayhem. And then we're going to just look at maybe some little uh, competitions that are coming on the horizon in the UK scene, uh, namely Ragnarok, who's qualified uh, qualify one, just came out today. So, yeah, that's uh, the order of proceedings today. Uh, so, yeah, we'll pretty much get straight into it. But um, we'll look at the ladies first. So leaderboards are officially like final. They're closed, so there's no shimmering around anymore. So all the penalties have been dished out. And um, yeah, there's been a few changes. Uh, we did originally record one, but then there were so many changes that we thought, I mm, have to save that one and record a new one. Otherwise, it'd be quite outdated. So yeah, here we are. Um, well, looking at ladies, not too many surprises, but in number one place, we had Laura Horvath. Um, ben, any thoughts on her performance? Two seconds and two firsts out of the five scores is ridiculously impressive in Europe. Um, I know everyone's hyping up the yeah. Mal train, but you know, uh, and, and I know that uh, <laughs> Laura and handstand pushups is the drum that has been beaten to death by CrossFit analysts the world over, but uh, she performed quite well, well in this coming 24th with a penalty. Uh, the penalty being from, incorrectly measuring uh distance we don't have any more information than that uh crossfit did release a list of a crazy number of penalties that they've been dishing out um matt touched on it where the leaderboard has been fluctuating all over the place for the past week or so um it's it's been interesting to watch but we've seen so many score adjustments for a variety of different reasons that um it's it's interesting to see one that is is for standards, you know, of not measuring a line, which is a fairly objective measurement that should be quite easy. Yeah, the, that's, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's not good. It's that's very not odd. Good. That happened to a few people. Yeah, I swear. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dan I mean, Pepper, I, uh, I think also had an issue with that. That's I mean, go on, go on. come on, brute, have a word with yourselves. Like having worked, yeah, it's having odd, essentially well, I'd well, say it's also odd that how can you have one person have that mistake and not the rest of the like what, what like what? And he redid it. It's not like he just did it once and got a penalty for the line. He like found out and then redid it the same day. And I think he only got like ten twenty seconds worse. Um, but how do you like miss such a simple thing? Saying that I have seen <laughs> when that workout was uh, like people were putting up their little Instagram highlights. Some people's lines were nowhere near 10 inches. I'm not going to name names, but yeah, uh, no shame. I, why, I don't even know why you put it out there. Why are you putting it out on the internet when you've literally completely just missed the line? But yeah, these were these. I think it's... Yeah. You would think yeah, from it, those high-level people, what are you doing? Yeah, having um, yeah. Uh, spent a lot of time laying out floor plans uh, over the past five or six years at BFG, uh like you have to get it right and it's an objective measure you you take your tape measure you measure everything you show everything it's it's a, like uh like it as one of the non-negotiables within within the sport now 
Um, and it should be fairly easy to do. But anyway, uh, so if she hadn't had that penalty in workout one, she'd have been even further clear at the top. Um, and, and yeah, it's a really impressive performance. And I think, in all honesty, like Gabby uh, Migawa probably benefited from being with Laura because they did the workouts together. Laura, Gabby, and uh, Laura's brother, Christoph did the workouts together. We'll come on to him a little bit later. Uh, because he got hit with that exact same penalty for workout one, and that was enough to take him completely out of semi-finals reckoning. Uh, which, mm, uh, if, if we if we if we'd elected to release the episode that we recorded last time, that was something we noticed literally <laughs> as we were watching the leaderboard. Um, yeah, it's uh... <laughs> it, was a, it was a it was a live catch by Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> got very excited after we have to release just that clip of when you realized <laughs> i think i compared it to uh, uh, a safari <laughs> seeing one seeing one of the big five on a safari out of nowhere <laughs> uh dude i've never seen him so animated man, man making those big middle class references that we all enjoy um, um yeah, yeah i <laughs> i definitely think yeah laura well yeah obviously like without a penalty she's just shown she's easily well, obviously the strongest in Europe, and yeah, there's uh, well, I think overall worldwide she beat Mal, didn't? Well, she think well, not overall she beat her, but I think she beat in fourth or uh, five workouts, I believe. Um, I think so. Again, yeah, it shows. So... I know. I mean, I'm on the train that Mal's going to win the games easy, but from, just from that, there's literally no guarantee that Mal's going to have an easy ride, which is exciting. Be uh, hopefully a good, exciting uh, competition on the women's side, and yeah. Um, and if her hands up pushers don't come up in terms of like, you know, the deficit or whatever, Laura, there's no reason Laura can't, uh, win the whole thing. So yeah, very exciting. Indeed. Indeed. Um, um right. Should we, yeah. Should we keep, should we keep moving down the leaderboard. Well, in third place with Emma tool, um, another strong performance. Yeah, compete, competing out of high um, performance CrossFit in Wigan. Interesting. <laughs> I don't, I don't think she did the open there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just admin that hasn't caught up. You know, it's 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 what it is. Um, but yeah, a really strong performance from Emma. Admin that like hasn't caught up. That'd, that'd, that'd be the new go-to excuse. <laughs> oh, I just forgot to do my admin. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's 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 how you get to uh, people like Bailey Rail. Um, oh yeah, I definitely didn't do these workouts across at Mayhem. I'm doing these unaffiliated. Uh, and oh no, I've just happened to end up in the easier region. Uh, North America East, North America West issues are interesting, to say the least. Um, but mm. we focus on Europe and we just talk about Europe uh, because we love Europe, because it's massively underrepresented. Uh, talking of underrepresented, Emma Tall, <laughs> Emma Tall, uh, I think, has always been the sort of perennial person who can put together really good performances in the offseason. I think she had a really good one loser a couple of years ago uh, and has showcased that she can she she has the capacity uh, to do really really well at the games uh but i don't think has ever really been able to demonstrate it uh so hopefully she's healthy happy uh and able to to push for one of those coveted 11 spots uh that we're going to get in berlin uh, and someone similar to that i would say is uh the person just below her Manon Anganese. um she wasn't able to submit her quarterfinal scores last year due to an issue with uh, understanding that the times had changed versus the open 
So she thought she had an additional hour when actually she didn't. So it wasn't able, uh, it was her and uh, a guy called Yala Hoster who weren't able to get their scores in in time last year. Uh, they both were able to get their scores in this time. Um, and are both uh, now training under no shortcuts um, with Andre Houdet leading, leading that. So really interested to see how they're able to uh, get on and if they're able to get their first game ticket because Manon had a fairly decent go of things at Dubai this offseason um, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the finishes really were cool. very consistent with a, a 13th, 18th, 2nd, 18th and 11th. Um, so that's very consistent. Nothing outside a 18th. So that's very, very yeah, solid. Yeah, she was sick. She was sick uh, yeah, in Dubai. Well, just below well. her in. Oh, you go. No, she was sick. Uh, Manon nice. was sick in Dubai as well. So uh, amongst then... a pretty competitive field is good. Oh, cool. Uh, in fifth, we had um, Thuri Helgadotter. Um, again, very consistent finishes. A bit higher in the middle. Uh, well, the the third and the fourth workout. So clearly, her strength, well, compared to the girls above her, is like quote unquote her weakness but still not a bad result and then um i mean same with the, with the row ghd one that one but that one again finishing for them probably on the row i assume so that's a bit of a lottery yeah. for those top people when they get to that stage so that's not going to stress about i would say but yeah a very good finish and what we what, what was the fact that you brought out a few weeks ago something like she's like a six or five times games athlete or something even though if no one ever talks about her I'm pretty uh, sure. Let me. It was some game like crazy amount. Six times, seven times, seven times she's been to the game. Yeah, the highest placing yeah, was seven, ninth yeah. in 2019. And I think when you asked that first, I was like, I... yeah, that's crazy, madness. And uh, she's and one of the lightest. Light, we if, had if, if, uh... Oh god, I think we're lagging you a lot got. today. I think it's lag, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's fifty. She's only fifty nine kilos, which is about ten kilos lighter. If her game's profile is accurate, who knows if it is or not? But looks about ten kilos lighter than everyone else. So you know, for her to perform that well on uh, workouts with external load as well is really, really impressive. I agree. Um, right? Should we? Who else? Anyone stands out further down the line? I mean, Annie coming in in sixth, it is pretty good. Um, so that's really, really good for her. Uh, then seeing Sarah Sigmund's daughter in ninth. Sorry, I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, uh, I was getting a call that was calling on my headphones. That was really, really distracting. Um, All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Sorry, you're saying about Sarah for work. This is it. Uh, yeah, just actually got ninth. I think you paused as you said what she was going to come, and I was like, I was finishing a sentence for you. Um, yeah, ninth place again, very solid. Just one really bad workout, to be honest, uh, on the crossovers. So if she has crossovers. She probably could have probably finished top three. Uh, just based off her finishes there, with a seventh, eleventh, fourth, and second in the other ones. Um, so she'll probably fix that by the time you hope semis comes around. Yeah, it might be a bit yeah. too late when it's probably doubles at semis. But 
Uh, I'm sure she is practicing. Um, any, any other names that pop out? We've got obviously Amy Kringle from the UK in 17th. So another semi-final trip for her. Um, to be fair, actually very good performances across the board. The only one that like was knocked her down, um, was just workout one with an 86th, but everything else was very solid. A 13th, a 30th, a 7th and a 21st. So she, again, I don't know what the limiter is. My guess would be the wall facing handstand push-ups, just cause that's what the main limiter was for most people in that workout. So that'd yeah. be my educated guess. So I'm um, assume that, well, you never know if you don't see that again. There's no reason she can't be pushing for a game spot come uh, June. So, yeah, um, pretty exciting times for her. Um, any other names that stick out to you, Ben? I mean, I was kind of surprised that Jacqueline Dahlstrom was so low down. You know, yeah, I, I, I say so low down. 19th, like you kind of expect her. She won a semifinal last year. She tends to place fairly well at the games. Um. You know, she's 26th in, oh, that was this season. Um, actually, I tell a lie. Where did she finish in court? Yeah, she was, she's been fourth in quarterfinals for the past two years. So we know oh, that she enough. tends to perform quite well. And then she's come in second in 2021 in semis and then first in 2022. Uh, mm. that 2021 semifinal, I think was online. So we know that she can perform really well in online competitions. So whether, you know, it's it's just her working towards improvement and she is improving year on year. Twenty nineteen she was forty fifth at the games, twenty twenty one she was seventeenth, and twenty twenty two she was fifteenth. So whether she's just trying to adjust how she does things and try and peak a little bit later in the season, um, I, th- I think that's probably what they're leaning more towards at this point. Yeah, I mean that and the crossovers as well. I think stitch drop as well, because again, workout two for her was her worst by a mile. She went eleventh. 105th, 54th, 19th, 3rd. So again, work out to the crossovers uh, seem to be the issue for her probably would be my guess. I don't think I doubt. Yeah, she's, doubt she's, so. yeah she's, she's one of the best uh, at gymnastics on the European side, most definitely. Um, and that shows with that, that third place in that final event as well. Yeah. And the 11th, to be fair, with all the muscle-ups yeah, yeah, and hands and push-ups. Um, well, then the next uh, lady from the UK, we had uh, Taylor Howell uh, in 23rd. So, again, yep. um, another semi final trip for her. So, that's pretty cool. Um, to be um, fair, she had some very solid a... finishes a 13th and a 14th. Oh, yeah, you go. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, and she, she's done really, really well there. Uh, and I think just above her, Camilla Solomonson Hellman uh, coming back from having a kid. Uh, she was a games athlete a couple of years ago. Uh, I think she might be on the roster for CrossFit Walleye. Uh, so I don't know whether she's going back team or not. Um, I'm not sure whether she did those workouts as, uh, with the team. Um, but yeah, still really impressive for her uh, to come back and get a semifinals place, whether she uses it or not. And then to sort of round out the rest of the UK people that we're seeing, uh, Emma McQuaid in 24th. Uh, again, I think she struggled with two of the workouts. I think I saw something that she'd been ill over quarterfinals weekend, which is why her placing probably isn't where you'd expect it to be. Because out All of right. the 
yeah, out of the 60 women who are headed to semis, like she's definitely one of the top 11 there. Like no doubt in my mind that she'll be one of the top people to make it through to the games. And again, she was done over by crossovers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree with that. Welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> she was indeed. Gosh, she almost lost to me. How embarrassing. <laughs> uh, then in, yeah, 25th, we had <laughs> uh, George Davenport. And then in uh, 26th, we have Saf Goddard. But Saf is obviously going team. So as is Georgia. Uh, that place would be... they're, both on, they're both on the cross at Rotherham team. All right, fair enough. Okay, so that's two spots. Which is gone. Yeah, like we'll we'll talk about team next week, but they placed really, really well. Uh, and I think it was reflected by how high they were able to place in semifinals as well. Yeah, nice. And then in 28th, we had uh, Jennifer Muir. Um, very solid finish as well. Took a second place in workout uh, four. With the GHG row, that's that's pretty impressive. Five fifty reps, that's a lot. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, J- JST athletes and being good at rowing name a more iconic duo. <laughs> yeah, she didn't finish the um, the handsome push up one though. Workout one, she well from a quick glance, she literally had the worst score out of pretty much everyone. One well, in the top fifty, she had the worst score. And then I suppose if you go to the next page, probably the worst score of all the people who qualified. Um, yeah. And I think if we, like we both kind of have an idea of how Boz is going to program the semifinals, which is going to be yeah. an evolution in terms of skill on what we've already seen. So mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit concerned that she might struggle with that. Um, uh, but hopefully it's not too much of a bottleneck and she's able to place well in a sort of rookie a uh, year in uh, in semi-finals. Yeah, can confirm. Just did a little quick scroll. It was the worst score in the top 60 ladies who qualified. So not ideal, but we might not see something like that again. If we do, as you said, it might be a progression of it. I mean, I don't really know how you would progress that uh, in terms of the skill was pretty much the highest you could get. Maybe, I don't know, more reps. Um, but Parallel wall facing has some push-ups. Yeah, that would be quite interesting, actually. Um, if that comes up, R.I.P. Laura Horvath. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, uh, so I, I watched a, uh, Rad did a sort of like behind the scenes of the quarterfinals weekend. And she said that she prefers being in a wall facing position. She feels that that's a lot stronger for her. So she feels like she can sort of like, uh, press it out a little bit more from like a, like incline press it, which I was like, Oh, okay. Fair enough. I um, mean, it is probably a fair point. Like a like a ana, anatomical like position, I think might be a reason why she struggles so much with like normal yeah. like deficit strict handsome push ups. Because yeah. his Laura, like she's not obviously she's not not working on them. Like she would be working on them, but if you're not getting much better, it might be a more deep 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 rooted issue other than just oh, and you could do more of them you know, in different capacity styles. It might literally physically be some type of limitation in just the way her shoulder girdle is set when she presses in that position. So yeah, maybe wall facing is just set in a more efficient position for her and she's able to rep them out easier. So yeah, that'd be quite interesting. What a weird thing. Imagine if she could rep out wall facing at a deficit better than just normal. That'd be, um, 
quite a phenomenon. Uh, um, imagine if we were able to check names? this with a with a, with a workout that was programmed at the games last year. Uh, let me just a quick look. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Echo Press. He placed 39th in that workout. Hmm? She placed 39th in that workout of the games. The Echo Press. <laughs> Why is she lying? <laughs> uh, it, like, it might just be the deficit. Uh, yeah. Like, let's assume it's a deficit. But anyway, yeah. She was 39th out of a field of 39 because Emily Roth had already dropped out. And was still able to come on the podium, which is ridiculously impressive. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Anyone um, else? E- Evie Hollis over. is probably. Um, well, we had Evie Hollis. Evie Hollis. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a sort of uh, perennial semis slash regional athlete um, for the past couple of years, at least. She's still only twenty six. Like, in in my head, she's a little bit older, but has you know placed really really well for her. For a very long time, she's been doing CrossFit since she did her first open in 2014, which is mad, um, and has slowly improved sort of um, year on year. Um, so yeah, able to make it back to semi-finals again, and hopefully to push into that top ten because she was 15th at Sid last year. Nice. Sorry, your thing, I can't hear you half the time at the moment, so the recording's being a bit dodgy today. So I'm doing my best to piece together what you're saying, even though I hear one word and then it cuts out for like 10 seconds. So I mean, I'm my insights are high. <laughs> my insights are not that insightful. Just insert random words and it should all sound the same. It's all good. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just not really long going, hmm, yes. And I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, that's my go-to anyway, so it doesn't change much, to be honest. <laughs> um, anyone else? Uh, to be fair, I'll give a shout to that Lucy, <laughs> uh, that Lucy McGonagall in uh, yes. 50 seconds, only 16 years old, qualified yeah. for semi-finals. That's pretty ridiculous, and notably coming uh, what eighth in workout one. That's really impressive, especially considering the weight that was in there. It's not light, that first barbell. And then also, well, to be fair, coming 39th in the strength event, when you're at 16 and you're doing that many clean jerks um, and in 551, that's very fast. So very impressive. I don't know her background, but uh, my guess, well, with the weight, I think her background would be in lifting, but um, oh, that's literally just a guess. Could be wrong. Um, yeah, just that and just age, to touch on that, is, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, to touch on that, she did the. She obviously won the games last year in the fourteen to fifteen category. Came second the year before when she was fourteen. Um, which, considering that you don't expect people in the first year of the team division to to, to even podium, you know, because the difference between someone who's fourteen and fifteen is huge in terms of development. So, yeah, and she's absolutely smashed the online qualifier, coming first in the 16-17 at 16. So, 
regardless of what happens, I think she can obviously go to the individual semi-final and also do the age group online semi-final. Uh, and regardless, I think we'll end up seeing her in Madison. Uh, so that's really exciting. Um, right, anything else, or should we move on to the men? I, I don't really think there was anyone crazy who, like, missed out or was a couple of spots out um, that was anything shocking. Um, so, yeah, no, happy to move on to the guys. Yeah, uh, only name I would say maybe Hannah Phipson. She finished 75th, and she went to semis last year. Um, but she is 31, so I suppose you're on the older side now in the sport. So maybe just one of those years. Um, and looking at, I look at her scores to be fair, the only one that actually really cost her was the road GHD one. She came 320th. So that's quite a drop compared Ooh. to her. other finishes are very good. Um, so yeah, she has a stronger finish on that. She jumps up quite a lot of spots and probably gives herself a chance to get in. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, the two the two others that we'll call out, um, just while we're on the subject, uh, who did make it in, Holly Tienan, uh competing out of CrossFit Aberdeen, um, but is Irish, and Aoife Burke out of CrossFit Shapesmiths, who is also Irish as well. So to see four Irish athletes qualify uh, for semifinals, which I think is near enough the same that we had in the UK, is kind of mad. Um, so yeah exciting to see Irish CrossFit continue to develop. Cool. Uh, right, we'll move on to the men now. Uh, well, so rounding out the men, in number one, we had the reigning Dubai fitness champion, uh, Fabian Benito. Um, big performance, uh, very solid finishes, a third, a 40th, a sixth, a 12th, and a uh, 15th. Um, yeah, very, very big results, especially taking down BKG, the European goat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I think he's improving year on year. Most definitely. I mean, my only issue with him is that he does. Well, wasn't he retired do... like two years ago? I, I haven't seen that. Was like, he? he? I'm pretty sure that... There was a story when he was like considering retirement when he was like about 25, 26, and then he comes back and then he wins World Dubai and now he's on a roll. So I swear I saw a story about that somewhere. I um, mean, like 99% sure. I, th I think if, if I look back at his sort of the majority of competitions he does, he tends to just like put himself in a hole that he has to try and climb out of. He'll have one or two bad events. So last year at semis, it was a legless rope climb event. Um, I saw him do it in person in Madrid uh, a couple of years back. So it's just a little bit like, mm, like if you can put, like, if you don't put yourself in that position, then you set yourself up for success. So I think that's kind of what I'd like to see him do this year. Because I think he even did that in Dubai a little bit. Um, where, yeah, Burj Khalifa Challenge, he was 16th out of 20. Then he wings the hand clean ladder. Then he comes tenth. Then he comes sixth. And then uh, it's just a case of him trying to build, climb back up the leaderboard throughout the rest of the weekend, which he was able to do. But then him and Moritz Fiebig ended up level on points at the end of it. And he only got it because he'd won a couple of the events. 
uh, over Moritz, who's just done on tiebreak. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do. Obviously, he's never been to the games before. Will that pressure sort of start to play on him in semifinals? I, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think if he's got that confidence from Dubai and is, is able to ride it through, then, you know, he's in a great spot. Yeah, well, as we know, like individual uh, in person is always different to online qualifiers. So yeah, you're right. It'll be very interesting to see if she if he uh, can back it up when it matters. But I mean, as you said, Dubai performed very well, so there's no reason he can't. So yeah, that'd be very exciting to watch. And then obviously, second with BKG. Um, I mean, not much else to say really. Uh, very solid performance as usual. Nothing that really sticks out. You could say his worst finish was. Uh, the rope climb one, but within only a few, he's only like 10 seconds within a decent top 20 score. So, and in person, that could go differently. So, literally, nothing to stress about BKG. I'm sure he'll be top three, if not win Europe uh, when it comes to semi final time and put up another good performance at the games. And then, third, with a, well, I would say quite a big surprise, Victor Hoffer, um, a 20 year old lad from France. Um, putting up some very impressive scores, namely the uh, workout one with a win in 5.49. I mean, it depends if you go back and watch the video, I want to give him loads of penalties, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. But uh, like the movement, like, I don't know. Well, I swear he's wearing all black, which is a big no-no apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what did you say? The, the, the clock was out the camera or something. He blocks his clock occasionally, so you can't see uh, it. Okay, um, which uh, is right. yeah, not not ideal, should we say? Yeah, um, and then just like some of the squats, I suppose. I think the squats and the muscle ups, like the hands and walks, fine. The hands and push ups are yeah. fine, but the squat, maybe the lockout, whatever, doesn't look great. And the uh, muscle ups, it, you could argue he looks like he's pushing way on everyone. But I mean, I've seen worse. I've seen way worse movement. Uh, it's not really something to get hung up about, but he did move very fast. Like when I was watching, I was like, wow, he just didn't stop. It was very impressive. Um, yeah, he's yeah. he's showing, uh, and, and I think that will have played into his favor, is that the, the way that these workouts were structured was very, very good for him. You know, he's a really good gymnastics um, athlete. That's what he's like. He was, again, he was at Dubai uh, in... December um, and had like his sort of best event was the final event, which was a, a very strong gymnastics uh, event and wasn't that strong in a couple of other bits. So he's made some great step ups, um, steps up in performance. I'm excited to see what he can do in Berlin. Uh, see if you can put it all together. Yeah, it'd be a good watch. Um, and then fourth, we had Lazar Dukic. Again, not too surprising. He's definitely, you know, settling in now as one of the um you know just the regulars at the top in the european scene for the men's side so yeah another strong performance and then in fifth and sixth we had a bit of surprise in fifth place we had harry lightfoot take the top spot of the uk men uh followed right behind him with uh, reggie fasser so yeah i don't know what you thought but i think well we're not the only ones probably that we're very surprised to see our uk people uh harry to take number one and a fifth in Europe as well. Um, and obviously beating out Reggie. So yeah, very interesting. Um, I mean, it makes things exciting um, in the European scene and the UK scene because for the last two years or so, Reggie's pretty much 
being like, you know, um, I suppose the new kill on the block who's everyone's putting their chips in, like to be like, this is the new guy that could make it to the games. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, Harry Lightfoot comes in and, yeah, takes top spot. Well, yeah, I, I think I haven't seen anything to indicate to me that Harry Lightfoot's like been able to take that step up, really. Um, mm. like, I, I haven't seen it. Like, he was at French Throwdown. He came 10th in that field, which was sort of a what I would characterize as Berlin minus the top 15, maybe top 15 um, is the sort of a comparative field that we're seeing. Um, so for him to perform this well in that kind of a stacked field is really like good on the lad. Like it's, um, I'm excited to see it. And I think the, the chat alone between those two, a couple of days after the leaderboard was up uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all their scores were submitted. Yeah. It was pure entertainment. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was good. Like, so I think it was all meant in, um, quite lightheartedly. Um, uh, yeah. so I'm, yeah, if, if they can sort of take that out onto the competition floor and carry on that little bit of chat, um, leading into leading to semifinals, I think it's going to be an entertaining spectacle for us to witness on the floor. No, yeah, it was definitely. And like, if you look at their scores, very close really between them and each one, I went back and forth. So Harry won the first one, Reggie won the second one, Harry won the third one just by three seconds. Then Reggie comes back and wins the fourth one. And then Harry wins the um, last one. So very back and forth. Their times aren't far apart at all. Um, so yeah, um, be very interesting to see how they end up going head to head. Uh, in person in a few months' time. Um, right, further down, we had Yonikowski, again, another regular European, nothing too surprising there. Had a pretty poor finish in the crossovers, which pretty much, again, took him out probably over like a top three position because he had a 10th, a 28th, a 1st, and a 4th, but then he had 123rd on uh, Workout 2, which had the crossovers. So again, nothing really to worry about with him. I'm pretty sure he'll comfortably make it uh to the games again so yeah that that workout was 74 percent of his overall number of points there you go so um yeah no stress in that well unless it comes up again and he hasn't fit, figured it out but i'm sure yeah. he'll be fine by then um right further down we had ninth maurice feibig 10 enrico zanoni who he went to the games last year didn't he I think. Yeah, him and Moritz were both rookies last year. Okay. Uh, oh, so, awesome. yeah, interested to see how well they're able to do um, going into this year as well, if they're able to repeat it or whether they're just sort of those one-hit wonders. Mm -hmm. I think M Moritz put up a, a decent group of scores. Like, again, he's a very strong gymnastics athlete. Um, and so, so he's had, like, a good set of performances there which considering he's a much bigger guy, you'd probably expect him to do heavier on the weighted stuff. So yeah, really impressive that he's able to, uh, to do it, to do, uh, what he's able to do in workout one, which would play 16th overall at 95 kilos or I think he's close to a hundred now. Yeah, that is big. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, and then in 11th, we had big Bron, who apparently has <laughs> finally decided to actually start training CrossFit. <laughs> only took about five years, but we got it there, finally. Um, yeah, th th thanks for the wonderful insight, Morning Chalk Up. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if I have to watch another paid-for like publicity post by some sort of training camp, I'm going to 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's riveting stuff. In all honesty, well, he's, he's fluff pieces. Well, breaking news: about, he's ooh. he's pretty much underdog's next big hope because Ricky's out. So, <laughs> Justin Cotter's career the- is riding on the shoulders of uh, Bron. <laughs> it's um, a good job they're big shoulders. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like. <laughs> Hate, hate to see a run and swim, though. Hate to see a run and swim. <laughs> it was yeah, well. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think. Um, his unsurprisingly, his worst finish was workout four, uh, the GHD in row. Mm. Um, like his capacity uh, for longer events just isn't there. So I was. Uh, so he's made it to the games before. Uh, he came second at Sid or third. No, he won Sid in 2019. It was a sanctional year. Yes. Won Sid then. Made it through to the games. Um, and the programming that year was just very, was very kind to him. I yeah. think, you know, we went from a max snatch into 30 cows hot bike, 30 clean and jerks uh, in, into grace. Um, and he won both of those workouts uh, by going comically slow on the assault bike and then going unbroken on the uh, clean and jerks, which um, it was quite entertaining. Him and Zach were like, essentially like he was just creeping up on Zach the whole time, but like we, we they were on opposite ends of the, of the stadium. So I say stadium, the hall. Um, so you didn't see, so I was, I was, I was obviously focused on Zach, like watching him go. And then like, like you heard this like massive cheer come up like a couple of seconds before Zach finished. And bronze just like coming over the finish line, just really casually. Like I watched it back after, and his his heart rate like didn't go above like it did its own two essentially. Like he was just chilling. Um, <laughs> it was it was ridiculously impressive to watch. The guy's an absolute machine at some particular things. You know, he did a Turkish get up with an assault bike. He's he's done some very <laughs> impressive things. Yeah, genuinely, he's mad. Um, so yeah, like if if he's now focusing on CrossFit, I'm really interested to see what he can do. But he's 34, you know, so if he's just doing this now to um, give Sam Dancer a push next year in the age groups, then, you know, more power to him. That'd be fine. Well, what next year? Sam Dancer, Bron and Rich Froning. <laughs> <laughs> One of these three is not like the others. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on, we have uh, in 12, we have uh, Older Super Knicks. Again, uh, very solid finishes. His only weakest workout was uh, workout three, which isn't too surprising. He's definitely smaller, lighter athlete. Um, still a good score, like 636 on the clean jerk one is still very fast. Um, but yeah, his only one that held him back a bit. And then 13th, we had Alex Katulis Again, um, yeah, another strong performance. Um, pretty consistent for him. His worst was workout one which again, probably just the handstand push-ups as a limitation. But um, yeah, some very good finishes um, across the board. Um, anyone else that sticks out to you in that middle range of like 14th onwards? Uh, Henrik Apolainen, like uh, never great at online competitions because again, he's a, he's a bit of a bigger guy. So I'm expecting to see him do quite well. Like his, like he had some really, a really strong group of performances. Um, apart from workout one where he came 158 and that's mm. just, you, you know, that that's just pressing fatigue building up because he's a, a bigger guy. Uh, Luka Dukic sitting in 17th 
is interesting. Um, he's obviously he's been quite active, um, winning his sand comp competition, sandcastle competitions, as I think Reggie <laughs> called it in one of his stories. Um, uh, so I'm interested to see if he can put it back together. He was talking about the fact that he was injured going into last year. He's excited now that he's training without injury. Um, so yeah, it's just a case of him putting it all together and making it back to the games. Um, cause he's obviously been to the games once before missed out last year. Um, mainly based on the fact that he couldn't lift, um, one of the barbells as well. Um, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised by Caravis, if I'm honest. Yeah. Being a smaller, like, he'd... like he's not, well, so he's 92 kg. So he weighs quite a lot for his height because he's not a tall guy. I um, uh, yeah, like some of these, like I I wouldn't place bets. Yeah, on yeah, that being his actual Super weight, accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean the crossover one got him a bit because he's probably fit enough to go faster because three yeah. t- uh, three nine two isn't like an amazing score. Um, and yeah, I mean he did well in the last one, a tenth place, four fifty two. That's that's motoring. Um, mm. I don't know. I just, I just, the combination of those first three, like a 73rd, 133rd, and 47th, aren't like super consistent for those top guys. Like, if you cut those down, he could easily be a top 10. Um, so, yeah, maybe for him, just the handstand push ups caught him. And then, yeah, maybe the weight, a bit tough. But, yeah, I suppose a bit surprising that he was that far down. But, I mean, again, still comfortably in, and you never know in person. Um, he's be different. Uh, he, 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 yeah, he came fourth at semis in 21, fourth at semis in 22. Um, yeah. And has never placed... It, it, he improved on his quarterfinals placing from last year, which is, I think is all oh, he needed okay. to do. So I remember he was, in the, he was in the penultimate heat at Sid. And so he'd set a time and then everyone else would like try and get to it. I remember the, the ring muscle up workout we had at Sid last year. He absolutely dominated it. I think went unbroken the whole way. And it was so impressive. Um, it was ring muscle ups, hand power snatch, and pistols. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, he just yeah, just that's that's his ballpark workout. Did really, really like high skill gymnastics uh, that are pulling. Like you know, he's going to do incredibly well. Um, right. Moving further down, we had well, we'll get to the first UK guy, I suppose. We had Dan Ty in twenty fifth, but he is going team, so that spot will be voided. But still. Very impressive finish. And to be fair, his last two were his downfalls. Um, he could have probably had a top 20 quite easily. Um, I mean, the row one, I know he's like a smaller guy, so maybe that is a bit hard to improve massively. But I'm quite surprised by his workout five finish. Um, yeah. I think a bit of putting gymnastics and a deadlift would be, you know, right up the street. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe the grip fatigue. so strong. Yeah, so maybe so grip strong. fatigue is like a limitation for him. Um, so that's a bit surprising, but it doesn't matter too much. Like he's going team, so not uh, then in the world. And then in twenty eighth, we had Josh Alchama again going team. So, but the quarters didn't matter apparently loads because he needed he needed to boost that world ranking um, <laughs> for literally no reason. Um, <laughs> no, so he's he's doing it for all the other European guys. You know, <laughs> he's, doing it's selfless, a, man. he's doing it to make a point. He sacrificed. Ah, uh, himself, so we could run. <laughs> I mean, he definitely, I don't think has ever said, st- I don't think he said last year after quarterfinals where he placed in the top 10, still fits in the UK 
we'll see you guys next year when I'm done with team or something similar to that. <laughs> so let the man um, I swear I saw one of the ladies on his team. Does she she did two she did really well in in individual, she's going individual. But I don't know if that's it was an Invictus girl. Um I, I think that, that's her sister. Right. Because I did see it was definitely a lady from Invictus, but she was planning to go team, and then she she's pulled out her team. But I didn't follow that up if, if that was his teammate. I don't um, think so. Yeah, because yeah, um, the, the the vice sister, vice sisters. Um, I see. Yeah. Um. Right. Move. But yeah, no. Like like fair play, he did very well. I think he yeah. got a couple of penalties as well. I was just having a look. Like him and uh, Dan Tai both got penalties on the GHD one as well. Oh, interesting. Mm. Uh, I mean, that the GHD it depends what you get a penalty for. If you're getting it for not having the height right or something, fair enough. But the seat position thing, I think, is the most stupid. Like one of the most stupid standards they've put in there. Like it's just yeah. like if you want to get if you want to penalize people, then go penalize someone like Medeiros. I watched his video. Like he moves very fast, but half yeah, like his butt moves forward slightly. And was that a no rep? You're going to no rep the best in the world at its best movement because his butt comes literally half an inch forward every rep on a, on a on a pad that you should be able to sit anywhere. Like I just those like little things where across just make it way too just stupid. Like just I set the standard. Like yeah, the height thing's fine. Whatever per plate in for the touch, but for where you sit, just get the work done. Like, and having it half a pad, yes, because you have to judge that perfectly, aren't you? Where someone's butt starts. <laughs> it's, it's just so stupid. Oh, dear. I honestly, um, I listened to a podcast uh, with Adrian Bosman and Chase Ingram, the CrossFit Games podcast. Because um, obviously all I do is listen to CrossFit podcasts. And I probably need to get a life, but here we are. Um, and there were so many frustrating moments where he was talking about like, oh, well, we all know what this movement looks like. We all know what a thruster looks like. I'm like, so why have you made it so much more complex than yeah. it needs to be? It, like there is, it genuinely feels like every single workout they've released, they've had a slightly different team working on it. So they've all done things slightly differently. They don't appear to have like a, you know, a set of right okay when we go out and we talk about a thruster these this is what we're going to do you know you saw the number of errors that were cropping up across you know talking about snatch weights in a workout with cleans like it's just it feels it's really so lazy yeah it's I, yeah like yeah, it's, it's, it's so not hard to like check copy before you release stuff no, like, it's best, really not. Yeah, the best one was like Hiller. He does get a bit irritating sometimes, but uh, like a clip sometimes. of <laughs> sort of there. Um, <laughs> there was like a clip of um, it was like zooming in on the um, standards for the wall facing hands and push up, and one of the lines was make sure your heels are against the wall. He's like, how the fuck are you supposed to have your heels against the wall on a wall facing handstand push up? <laughs> oh, bless you. Death of doubt, like that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, it was, um, but yeah, yeah so that was stupid very stuff like that. Um, anyway, but yeah, anyway, um, Luca, Luca Von Jack, uh, in 26th had two really strong placings at uh, Lowlands last year. He came third in one workout and first in the other. 
and he was in a qualifying spot going into going into the final day, and then he just couldn't put it together. Um, so I, I think uh, he's only twenty three, so I'm quite interested to see if he's been able to bring up his shortcomings this year. Uh, he did a little bit better on the lifting one than I probably thought he would. He was probably pulled down a little bit more on the um uh because of the crossovers and the final event uh as well which pulled him down he was 147th in that which is surprising yeah um right should we move over down to um some of the other uk guys um so we had in 39th uh david sharanke um another semi-final spot in the bag so very impressive Probably was a bit, um, I don't know if he was that um, worried, but maybe a bit concerned after day one when you take a 230 seconds um, in event one. Not ideal for a start, but came back very strong with a 35th, a 4th, uh, 75th, and a 90 seconds. So, yeah, good uh, finishes there. I mean, the clean jerk one definitely evened out his first one with a fourth place. So that does always help a lot. We can put up a top 10 finish. In Europe. Um, and then further down, we had uh, Tom Kingdon in 40 huh. seconds. Well, he was huh. he got a major He got a major penalty on workout one. Oh, that, that probably makes sense then. Yeah. Does it say the, uh, incorrect measurement of the handstand push-up line. How? Like, I don't understand. Like, how... The only thing that has me thinking is maybe um, they've, like, measured... Because I don't know how you did it, but we basically just had tape and tore a bit of tape. But let's say some of the bit is a bit jagged. Maybe they take that as like, that's longer than, does that make sense? I don't know if they're really pedanked it or if you needed like a straight line or something. Or they don't measure it. They don't measure the width. They just measure the, how far away it is from the wall or something. Mm. Oh yeah, it might be a tape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're not showing the correct measurement, then it's, you know. That's also a stupid rule. Why does the width of the tape matter if the line's going to be from 10 inches, like outside the tape? Like, why does that matter? Because otherwise you could put your arms really, really far apart. Oh, I, I thought you meant the actual physical width of the tape. Because in the rules, it's... Oh, no, no, no. Can't be oh, I think, I think they like, did say that. Yeah, and, and it's like it's such a stupid... It's like, why the tape can't be thicker than like two inches or something? It's like, why does that matter if you're going to 10 inches? It doesn't matter how thick the tape... Like, that makes no sense. Um, like, <laughs> what, what, why does that matter? <laughs> It's just I don't stupid know. stuff like that. Oh, yeah, the width, yeah, the 30 inches rule. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, get yeah. that, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. So when you tear the tape, if it's jagged, yeah. they might, like, void that or penalise you for it instead of, like, it's a straight cut. Um, mm. But, yeah, just just not not me getting worked about the fitness of a tape line. CrossFit <laughs> 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 uh, lives rent-free in my head 24-7. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Um but my point still stands. What a silly, silly yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned Yellow Hosta earlier. He was sitting in 44th. Um, he uh, obviously didn't submit a score last year for quarterfinals, but uh, was able to this year with a, and I definitely think has got the lowest placing on workout one um, at 321st. The fact that he's able to make it with a score that, low is very impressive um and shows that he's able to do some really good stuff on the other workouts as well 
Uh, so yeah, credit to him. Yeah, that is impressive. Um, well, forty second, we skipped over him, but uh, Tom Kingdon. Um, oh yeah, well, we started talking about him. Sorry, in Yeah, yeah, it's all right. And then we started ranting about the tape. Um, so he had he's twenty one. Uh, first semi final, like well, uh, well, would be appearance, but he's not competing because he has a wrist injury and he's uh has a surgery apparently coming up this month. So it's going to take him out. Well, he does. I was just well, he does. That's what he said. I'm just going off what he said. He's got uh, a surgery coming up and he will be out of action. So, I mean, fair play for qualifying with a wrist injury. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, he's, so he's only been doing CrossFit for, well, he's only been registering for the Open for the past three years. Uh, In 2020, so he's made quarterfinals every year that he's done it. So he's made, um, was 1276th in quarterfinals in 2021. Uh, 339th in 2022 and 42nd in 2023. So, uh, like, you know, huge improvement um, from him there. Yep. Um, who else? Done oh, we had uh, Oleg Lysenko in 44th. Um, yeah, some pretty good finishes. Um, surprisingly, struggled on event three with the barbell. Nine minutes to complete it. Not, well, not not, uh, not no, surprising. Like, like surprising in terms yeah. of like just that level of athlete. Like that's close to, um, you know, Hoster's three hundred twenty second. Like that's quite far down for a top European placement wise. But yeah, yeah, like for him, yes, maybe not that surprising. Um, yeah, but as a score, uh, quite surprising. Um, but yeah, still some really solid finishes in the other event, like a 13th in the crossover one. Again, that's pretty much a 13th and a 34th and a 49th pretty much got him in. Um, so that always, honestly, it always helps just to have one big finish or like two or three good top 50 mm. finishes. You pretty much put yourself in a very, very strong chance to qualify um, when it comes down to this. Uh, and then two spots down, we had uh, Sam Parkin. Um Actually, very consistent finishes, a lot bunched around the 100 mark, uh, 155th and 182, but everything else was like in the 90s and 80s. So very, very solid stuff. And Yeah, he made it to, He's he's been up at this level before, um, made it to semis in 2021, and uh, also made it to regionals in 2018 uh, and 2017 on a team as well. Cool. And then anyone else that stands out further down? Um, I'll give out a shout out to that Manuel uh, Dobin. Dobin. I don't know how you pronounce his surname. Um, I do apologize to Manuel. Um, <laughs> but I've listened to a podcast of his coach and his coach basically said on that last workout, he did it in the morning and then he realized it probably wasn't going to be good enough. So he redid it later and beat his old score by like 40 seconds or something, which is a lot. Wow. And redoing it yeah. like three hours later, that's very impressive to like just recover and then also obviously go faster. That is pretty impressive. But then his coach did say, well, if he's gone that much faster on the second attempt, why didn't he just go faster the first time? <laughs> and, um, which is a fair point. Um, yeah. And he's a young guy. So that is very impressive. Only 22. So pretty cool for him. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then, well, I suppose outside, even though he probably will be going up because, well, it depends which one he wants to go to, but Stephen Fawcett 
in 61st. Um, with people dropping out for team, that pretty much guarantees Steve a spot if he wants to go to semis. Uh, I don't know if he's decided if he's going to semis or if he's going to age group. Um, I think he can and will do both. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so, so my understanding for how it works this season is that, um, yes, you can do that. Uh, and yeah, it'll put you in a fairly, uh, what was going to say? Yeah. You're, you're, you're able to do that and that, like, nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. No, I bet there's not many people doing that this season. Like, uh, there is no, there's, there's not a huge amount of people doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really good. That's pretty cool. Um, any other surprises further down? Well, I suppose um, one um, big surprise in 68th, uh, Willie George's, um, uh, yeah. um, I think he got a couple of penalties, uh, that I think he was really gutted about, but, uh, I think post shoulder injury, obviously that shoulder workout is tough. Like it's, it's a tough workout for him. Mm. So yeah, I, I think it was always going to be a little bit like, uh, is he going to be able to, um, to get it done, that kind of thing. And mm. that is obviously like, just missed out. Yeah. I mean, that I know shoulder injury, but that is a really poor finish. Like, no offense, but that's a poor finish in, in event one. That is, though. It is. Like, if I'm beating you by almost a minute, then you know something's gone really wrong in that workout. <laughs> um, Humble <laughs> brag. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but uh, how many people do you think in that top 60 are going team? Because he is only eight spots out. So, uh, so I've done the maths on this, uh, and I spent a very long time looking at, uh, people's, um, Instagrams to try and figure it out. Uh, and I don't think he's got enough basically. Uh, hence, hence yeah. the retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. But I, I think like, you know, like you don't really know how it's going to shake out. So, uh, like you probably should just give it a go. Like there's no there's no harm in giving it a go and trying it. So yeah, I don't know. But he, uh, well, to be fair, he did. People, some people say that retirement came out of nowhere. But in his thing, he did say he had it planned, regardless of what happens. It just it was yeah. gonna, he was going to tie the end of the season individually, but unfortunately, just happened a bit earlier in the season than he probably thought. I bet he thought he'd probably yeah. at least have a good chance to go to the games again and have a nice finish yeah. to his career. Um, but yeah. it happens sometimes. It's not. Um, doesn't yeah, it doesn't always happen the way you want it. Um, right. Anything else or should we wrap that and have a little chat about, uh, what last weekend's, uh, events? Uh, just give me two seconds. I'm just doing some, all right. While you're doing that, uh, I'll also live, look at 87, uh, Christoph Horvath. Um, as we said, we, well, Ben spotted, um, like a live, shuffling of the leader leaderboard from inside to outside the cut line um a big penalty on workout one took 625th with a score of 1404 so that's not going to get it done unfortunately for him which is a shame because his other scores are very very solid a 65th for 22nd and 19th and 18th that probably would have put him oh easily close to top 20 um if his other score hadn't been uh you know such a uh, i don't know what it was a negative impact um 
Right. I think. Uh, yeah, just to call out. Uh, so for the men, uh, if we look at that top 65, um, I've called it 65 because we know that a couple of people are going to come in, a couple of people are going to drop out, etc. Uh, you've got 10 males from... Is this right? There are that many UK guys? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, there are. Wow. Um, so by country, uh, Spain has the most number of participants, uh, 10 of them in total, uh, in the top 65 heading into semifinals. Uh, the UK has nine, France has eight, Italy has seven, Poland has four, Serbia has three, with two of those three being the Dukic brothers. Uh, Greece has three, Germany has three, Finland has three. Switzerland have a couple, as do Sweden and Belgium. And then uh, Croatia, Georgia, Iceland, Ireland, Latvia, Norway, Slovakia, and Slovenia all have one representative each. Um, I think the sort of biggest thing to probably call out there is the underrepresentation of Germany. Um, you expect. Germany with its big population, like a relatively fit population as well. Um, also with things like high rocks being founded there to, to have a very high level um, and to have only three German athletes, I think is, I'd expect to see that starting to shift in the next couple of years. Yeah. But sorry, sorry I, I uh, started looking at that spreadsheet and I was just like, I kind of want to see what numbers this are, these are. So um price was looking about for middle ground but yeah right uh, no no apologies no apologies around here <laughs> unless we're apologizing for my terrible workout scores <laughs> <laughs> um yeah right cool so we'll move on to um this past weekend there was a fairly big competition in the uk called um March's Mayhem, which is a Battle for Middle Ground event. It's basically, well, day one on the Saturday was uh, teams of four, I believe, male and female, RX and scaled, slash elite. I don't know if there's elite as well, or if it was just RX, which is the same category. Um, was there any pairs on that day? Um, or was it just all pairs on the Sunday? Uh, I think it was just all pairs on the Sunday. Um, just give me 30 seconds to find yeah. the leaderboard. Well, on the Sunday, there was um, pairs of uh, Elite, RX, and then there was... Was there a Middle Ground pairs? Well, there was Adaptive Division, which was quite cool. So, like, a proper Adaptive event, which yeah. there's not many of those around. So And they, like, ran it properly. So, that was pretty cool um, for them to get an opportunity. And, yeah. So, well, I don't know how you want to recap this, but um, I suppose, well... Uh Big win for the boys, uh, Josh Burnison and uh, Ben Fairley. Uh, two of our good friends took the win in the RX division. So that was pretty cool. I think last year they came, I think, fourth. And yeah. they definitely felt they could have easily been on the podium. And then they came back this year and approved it with a big win. And some very impressive finishes. I think they started the day with a win on the machine workout. Um, for those who don't know, it was... As a pair, um, for time, partner A did a 1,000-meter bike into 10 shuttle runs into 500-meter row. And then once that was finished, then between the two of you, you do 200 double-unders. 
Uh, so that, well, tactically, you'd leave that to partner B to do the bigger chunk because they're fresh. So then partner B would start off with a big set of double unders, let partner A recover a bit, then partner A probably finish off the double unders, while partner B goes over to the machine, and then it's just the inverse. So then partner B would do 500-meter row, then 10 shuttles, and finish on a 1,000-meter bike. So that was event one of the day, and I think Ben and uh, Josh won that event. Um, in their category, yeah. In their category, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, really good start to the day. I think even then, I think I said to them, I think if they got through the lift event, they pretty much have a very good chance of winning overall because knowing the snatch bar must-up workout coming up, there was no reason they weren't going to do well on that one. And then knowing the last one as well with bike, toes of bar, burpees and thrusters, there was no reason they weren't going to do well on that one as well. So the only real hiccup, like possibility of a hiccup would be the lifting event. Um, and it wasn't even a max lift, which helps a, a bit as well more of a barbell cycling one at at, at a heavy weight but still sub-maximal and yeah they got through that there was no reason they uh were gonna win and yeah they pretty much did they smashed it like event two um did did you say they got you've got the leaderboard up there i you have brought me enough time right now to have the leaderboard up all right so Um, i don't where do they come in event two i think the mile of do they win event two at least a top three finish uh, uh yeah i'm definitely on the wrong workout no <laughs> 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 I, re- I realized i was on the i was on the ragnarok individual qualifiers um oh, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that don't worry yeah don't you worry um but yeah as ben yeah did, I, I think well, for, the, for the official results i'll just keep uh just splurging <laughs> um and then event three was well so event two was a bar muscle up snatch one it was quite a cool workout as a pair, you basically, it was 21, well, for RX, I believe it was 18, uh, 12, 9, 9, well, 18, 15, 9 yeah. then, or 18, was it 18, 12, 9? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, random, uh, yeah, but anyway, 18, 12, 9, you basically just share the work as a pair. So, the one little twist was, if you drop from the bar muscle-ups, your partner's standing at the other end of the floor, so you'd have to run out and they have to run back. So, there was, a bit of time lost so there was a bit tactical on the how you broke the bar muscles up but with the snatches it was pretty much you're both at the barbell so just depending if you wanted to go quick singles and then pass it over or just uh, rotate round in singles or do some touch and go sets so yeah it was actually a very fun partner workout um and then event three was a clean and jerk sort of like a sprint ladder um 30 reps at well for their competition it was 55 um then it was 20 reps at uh 75 then 10 reps at 95 and then five reps at 115 um and just for time again split how you want so again tactically uh most pairs would basically do bigger sets at a lighter weights and then as the weights got heavier you drop down to quick singles between the two of you and then the last event was um quite interesting like team mixed of like you go i go slash synchro work it was 30 cows on the air bike while the other partner holds two dumbbells on their shoulders and then into uh 30 synchro toes bar you come off that and you do 30 synchro uh burpees over a worm into work into 30 worm thrusters and then you go back and then the other partners back on the bike uh, for 30 cows while the other partner holds the dumbbells 
Then you go back to toes of bar, do 30 single toes of bar again. And then it was 15 burpees over the wor- um, into 15 worm thrusters. So those are the events of the day. I thought they were actually quite well programmed for uh, like a team event and for a battle from a ground event, quite varied, which was nice to see. Um, I mean, still everything basically 10 minutes, like time cap wise, but that, that that's going to happen on a one day competition just because of scheduling. Like, I can't really do much. Yeah, I, that. I kind of. Uh, so the second workout was changed from a one rounder. So oh, I think yeah. for <laughs> Elite, it was 21.59, but then changed it to be a two rounder of 21.59. Um, I think that. Uh, the impression I get is that they like to favor having people out on the floor for an extended period of time. So not just like, you know, finishing with like a, a three or four minute workout, which is what it potentially could have been. Um, Cause it was that, that was more of a sprint workout. So I, I think that's, that's the impression I got is that it's a right. Let's keep everyone out on the floor. Let's keep them doing things um, and get them to fill the time cap as much as possible. Cause it was vi- like, they were all very tough time caps on the whole i would say um yeah well only really um the last one well as in yeah when they made it two rounder for vent two yes that made it hard um um but yeah event one was fine under the time cap and um event three the clean jerk one was also fine under the time cap i mean event four was basically impossible to finish under the time i don't even know who got close to finishing under the time cap to be honest um so ben and josh won I, their heat they won their heat i think they might have won that yeah. whole event the final event and they only they only just got off the toes of bar in the second round they still had um, 15 burpees and 15 thrusters um yeah i think they did on the women's side um, okay yeah yeah Fair enough. They, they did very well on on the women's side um, was it the same was it the same cows on the women's side uh, that I do not know. And I don't know if I'm able to find out very quick. Uh, you know it was less. And less synchrotose to bar. Okay. So, yeah, that explains it. I see. But yeah, um, that, that front crack hold took some took some prisoners didn't it matthew it did indeed it did indeed i don't know who you're referring to but could be no anyone. no no could, could, could be anyone could be anyone could be anyone <laughs> yeah well i did it in the elite with my uh partner alex clemenson and yeah i got absolutely buried on the uh, dumbbell like just the hold oh dear no, that was tough um yeah i've got i don't know what to say about it. it was just really hard so i don't know why it felt so hard i was like i'll just stand there why does this feel so hard i did do it on the second round so i suppose I was somewhat fatigued, but I didn't feel that tired really going into it. I suppose end of the day, um, and then you've done a bunch of work to get there. But yeah, they were surprisingly uh, rough. Like everyone put them down, which made me feel a bit better. I was very worried that I was the only one putting them down. But then I was looking down the line, other people started putting them down as well. So I didn't feel too bad, but it was hard. Um, maybe it would have felt a bit easier if my partner could have cycled a bit faster, but we won't get into it. Um, oh, savage. I can't <laughs> believe you called them out like that. I <laughs> can't we, believe anyone we, would do that. <laughs> We've having we've been having uh, debriefs every day since the event. Um, no, but, it was good fun. Yeah. Like it was good fun. Um, yeah. A bit like I think for Alex, it was a bit of an eye opener to the level of elite, which is fine. That just happened because that was his first one, like competition at uh, like the elite level, which is 
um, yeah, can be eye-opening. But at the same time, I said to him, there's nothing you can get down about because we were literally the first heat of the day for every workout, including RX. And we were basically just the test dummies for every workout. It's, it's just people, people don't understand going after a heat before you is so much, well, just, I wouldn't say easier, but you get so much data from it um, that it can make your execution a lot more efficient and in turn make your score a bit better than what it would be if you went in blind, which is what we were doing every event, which, um, I mean, it happens. It is what it is. It's just because we were in that, the worst heat just because of the qualifiers. Annoyingly, I think we qualified maybe in the better heat, but then we got a penalty in the qualifiers and then we weren't even going to be in elite and then the team dropped out and then we got bumped up back into elite, but in the worst heat. So the whole thing was a bit of a mess. And then, yeah, out on the floor, just... And we executed well. Like we were happy with event one. We knew it was going to be our strongest one, but couldn't really go much better than what our fitness. We didn't really have any execution errors out on the floor. And then um, event two, like we literally executed our plan fine. But then obviously in reflection, we're like, mm, our plan could have probably been a bit more aggressive because we did quick singles on the barbell and then the bar muscle ups. We were just doing everything in uh, three sets. And then until we got near the end and we tried to push it a bit, which we did. We like nabbed a few spots at the end with our little push, but then it was frustrating coming off the floor and realizing we were only nine reps away from winning the whole event on event two. And we definitely felt like we could have done that. Like there was definitely more left in the tank afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. and then event three, um, again, we executed well, I thought for our strategy, again, not many mistakes, really. We moved the barbell as fast as we could. And that was the best finish. I think we came sixth, but again, there's just, there were just some strong boys out there. And that one was within a few seconds of each other. So it wasn't, again, the end of the world. And then the last event, uh, yeah, we did we did shit the bed on the last one. That was horrendous. Zero communication on the worm. <laughs> um, in fairness, never been on the worm before. And um, I think I still only about two or three times. Um, and then, yeah, I was nicely informed afterwards that I was standing way too far back at the back end of the worm and apparently probably the weight was probably making it feel like an actual 70 kg thruster for Alex whereas for me it was about 10 kg um, which makes sense because I was actually crushing that worm <laughs> Alex was not <laughs> <laughs> you mean you were absolutely crushing Alex yeah literally I wonder why he was so messed up I was like we did only eight reps and then he looked absolutely buried and I'm like tapping on the back like come on let's pick it up and he looked absolutely rocked I was so confused Oh, uh, but dear. it made sense no, was... was watching the videos back. I was like, hmm, I had my hands where I probably should have put my shoulders. <laughs> so I was a good, yeah. I was yeah. good 10 inches from like the sweet spot, um, which makes all the difference. Unfortunately. Indeed. Um, Indeed. I, I had fun. It was a good day out with the boys. Like a few of the BFG guys came up as well. So that was fun. Um, so I wasn't going there with any expectations to like finish high or anything. Um, it would have been nice to get to the final. That was like, our sort of small goal for the day just to get to the final because there was an extra event for the elites which would have been fun and we definitely were fit enough to do that but again just going heat one our uh, strategy just wasn't ideal on some of the workouts and then yeah the last event we didn't give ourselves any we went into the final event being on the cut line for the final so top seven qualified we were seventh and then we did ourselves no favors of coming second last in the last event <laughs> um but yeah no, it was still a fun day, and it was really cool seeing Josh and Ben uh, take the win. Um, so, yeah, I can't complain. It was a good day, good event. And then we actually had a member at our gym uh, who did the adaptive, and they came third, I believe. So that was pretty cool. Um, they, too, uh, I think, believe they could have won if they had some better strategies. But 
Um, but yeah, that is what it is with the competing. Sometimes it's not, sometimes you're fit enough and it's just other factors, um, like strategy that can play a role in the outcome. But yeah, that's what competition experience is for. So yeah, no, it's a good day. To do a uh, little summary of how people did, um, Jesse Oreo came in first on the male elite pair side with what men want in second and uh, flux in third. Uh, then to filter over to the female, uh, can't press, won't press came in first, uh, winning every single event apart from uh, the penultimate event. Uh, and CrossFit Aylesbury, uh, fresh off a heavy uh, team quarterfinals experience, came in second um, overall with Defiant with the Defiant Co in third as well. Uh, so they did really, really well. Uh, looking across at the uh, male falls compete, Team Sparkle came in first uh, with to the top in second and another CrossFit Aylesbury team in third, I think also coming fresh off a team quarterfinal uh, as well, which is very impressive. Uh, and then the Defiant Co making an appearance again, uh, CrossFit Aylston Mayflowers, which I think was also the CrossFit Aylston team that I just referenced and also included a couple of other people who had done team quarterfinals the preceding two days uh, and AOD baby in three. Uh, some people have some ridiculous capacity. Um, it's insane that they're able to do some ridiculously hard online qualifiers and then come through and compete in person on the weekend as well. Yeah, I can't relate. I was actually asked by two teams uh, to go do the fours with them. And I said, no, because, well, I blamed it on like saying I need to be fresh for my partner. But that is pretty much true because I just never be wrecked. I wouldn't be able to recover for day two if I did uh, a full day in the fours, even though it probably wasn't as much work. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a pretty good event. Would recommend uh, anyone listening to this who didn't do it and think about wanting to do like a bigger competition and you're with people. So it's less intimidating than doing a solo competition. So you can either do the fours or the pairs. It's good fun. It's a good day um yeah would recommend yeah i, I think yeah i think battle for is always a, a well-run comp um and because they cater to a lot of levels it's it's pretty good yeah um well. cool right should we well speaking of uh uk competitions we do have some coming up now uh in this season so right on the horizon workout qualify one has actually just been released today uh, we have uh, Battlefield on the Ground Ragnarok. So this is, um, I believe it's all individual. There's loads of categories. There's Elite, RX, Middle Ground. I think there's Scaled, Men, Female. Um, I'm not sure if there's an adapted division as well. I think they're moving location. So I don't think it's going to be at the same Peterborough venue um, as it has been. Um, but yeah. So I think it's in, um, it's in Kenilworth, Ragnarok. It's uh, where's um, that? Which is uh, just uh, to the east of Coventry. Uh, so very much in the Midlands. Cool. Uh, still very easy to get to. Yeah. I think most competitions run by them around that anyway, just for that reason, pretty much. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, so we can go into that first qualifier, have a little look at it. Um, well, I mean, I can still remember it from the top of my head if you're looking it up. But I think it was, well, I know it's an eight-minute AMRAP in it of six devil's press um 
for the guys, it was two times 22.5 kg. So for ladies, it'd be two times 15 kg into 12 power cleans. Um, for the RX slash elite, it was 70 kg for middle ground at 60 kg. So for the ladies, that'll probably be, well, for the middle ground, I assume, what, 42.5-ish kg, 43 kg? And then for... Uh, 16, 42 and a half yeah. for the middle ground. Yeah, and then what and about then, um, yeah. the RX Elite? What's the ladies' weight? Uh, 70, 47 and a half. Okay, yeah, cool. And then into um, 36 double unders. And then it's eight minute AMRAP. Yeah. And then you get a one minute rest. And then at the nine minute mark, you have is it six minutes to hit a yeah. one rep max hand clean. Um, so, yeah, what, what are your thoughts about that one, Benjamin? <laughs> I think Battle for like grip, don't they? <laughs> or, or do they not like grip? They just want they to have like grip. grip. They want to um, have grip. Yeah. yeah. All, uh, grip, all the time. Devil's Press, what a surprise um yeah wow what a um, shock <laughs> it's the only movement they know um <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's, it is it's though um, when you do they, they they qualifiers, and then it comes up twice in the same competition on the same competition weekend um yeah you know they've got an addiction that was last year's magnum rock event um <laughs> yeah i mean for those who done these qualifiers before they wouldn't be too surprised because Ragnarok for some reason have like a devil's press fetish and it just comes up all the time and it's always grippy intensive style work like for example last year's qualifiers was well workout one was the impossible workout 12 down to one of i believe it started with devil's press into dumbbell box step overs into thrusters with two dumbbells 12 down to one and it was only like a i think maybe like a 14 minute if that, I don't know, the time cap wasn't long. Basically, no one finished it. No one even got close to finishing it. And then uh, workout two was more grip. It was things like an AMRAP of three wall walks, um, I think like 10 toes to bar and like uh, 12 hang power snatches at like 50 kg. And then the final qualifier workout was max bench in like three minutes into the final one at max. And then at that weight, it was like three uh, one-minute EMOMs, like windows. Oh, yeah. I forgot um, that Or three two-minute EMOMs or whatever it was of like 10 um, burpee over the bars into max deadlifts at your bench weight and then rest one minute and then into two minutes max ring muscle-ups. So <laughs> very odd qualifiers, but I mean, that's just what they do. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's just, and, and then following on to the event last year, day one was literally just all max lifts with a sprint charity workout at the end. Day one started with a charity long, workout. It was. It wasn't even <laughs> no, on the floor. No. It was at the charity. It was at the Battle for Cancer charity stand. No, that's no. where. That's yeah. where it was. Um, I, rem- right, I remember. Yeah, yeah, because everyone went one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> you literally had. <laughs> you had people standing there watching the person in front go. Yep. Know their score and uh, just row. Because I think the first part of it was like rowing, and then it was two amraps after that straight into each other, and so you'd know what everyone got. So you had such a huge benefit by going into that one in first place. Yep, it was very odd. It was like, um, yeah, day one started with a, a one-minute AMRAP of max log clean and press at 90kg. Um, <laughs> shout out Josh Berniston's tantrum, storming out the venue to sit on a bench. 
<laughs> and then event two was a max snatch. And then event three was a max clean and jerk. And then event four was those, yeah, three little squad events at the Battle for Cancer stand. It was like a three minute row for max cows, one minute transition, or even one minute. It was like a 30 second transition, if that, into um, a three minute AMRAP of Devil's Press and Burpees rest one minute whatever it was into a three minute amrap of like kettlebell swings goblet squats and that was it oh, I think. yeah yeah it no was, it, was, so... it was kettlebell swings it was ascending reps of kettlebell swings and goblet squats yeah it? something or like that it? yeah some co- yeah it was like a complex of that uh yeah very odd and then day two uh was a bit better but still very grip intensive like you start with it was like interval workout of like five or four rounds of i think it was like 50 dubs into 15 chester bar into max devil's press oh there it is devil press again twice in the same competition weekend uh and then like the next event was uh deadlifts dumbbell walking lunges wobbles toes of like a chipper style thing um event three on the second day was all grip it was um such a weird rep scheme like 15 12 9 cows on an air bike hang squat cleans at 70 kg and shoulder overhead um so like the air bike was basically irrelevant you basically should have just done dt or something that's pretty much what the workout was and then the final event was shock more grip it was like a six minute hand wrap of i think it was like six overhead squats at 60 kg into oh, actually no i think it was nine overhead squats or 10 overhead squats at 60 kg into six bar muscle ups rest two minutes and then just to finish you off um a two minute amrap of max snatches at 60 kg um so as you can see ragnarok do love a barbell and they love quite grip intensive workouts which is fine if that's their theme that's not um the end of the world but when there's only a few competitions in the whole season you would probably like to do something a bit more well-rounded um but who knows maybe the actual event and the qualifiers might be more rounded we've only got one event so far but off the first event, it, the, the um, I don't know. The signs don't seem strong that it's going to be super well rounded again. But we'll see. I would like to be proven wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's programmed by or it's sponsored by Wolfpack Programming. Um, I'm not entirely sure who's doing the whole thing. Obviously, the Marchish Mayhem was done by AOD, so they have a slightly different tendency, but I think even within their qualifiers, there must be some sort of contractual stipulation that indicates you have to do devil press, um, unless it's just AOD doing it for a bit of a meme. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I, I think you, you've already got some, I, I think the scores are already live for that one. Um, which I was quite surprised by, um, cause they normally have a hidden leaderboard. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe they just haven't. Maybe they didn't expect people to put in score straight away. Um, yeah. Well, what's the, what's the top score then? Uh, uh, in male adults RX elite. I mean, there is one score in there right now. Oh, okay. Uh, two rounds plus fifty. Oh, first okay. bit. Uh, uh, and then a one forty one hand clean. <laughs> That's something. Uh, that that there that. that is the nutshell of what this competition is. Uh, there's currently 127 people registered uh, on the men's side. Uh, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that happens. Let's have a look at middle ground because I was considering doing yeah, it. But... Do, do it. There'll be a crew. I've got um, at least, well, I've definitely got one person, if not two people. I've got three people. 68 people 
qualified for it. Mm, what you mean doing the qualifiers for it? Doing the qualifiers, yeah. yeah. Registered for it. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Do do it. I'll Come see. On. No, my no, my, my my back still doesn't recover from 2018 Battle for Milligram, if I'm entirely you're honest you're with you. You don't need back for this. It doesn't matter. You'll recover by the time the competition comes around. <laughs> sorry, sorry. How many double pressing to how many power cleans? Yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. Six. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'll use get your arms. Round. Don't use your back. <laughs> Just for it, is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It does not matter. Oh, dear. Um, no, do it. I'll I'll consider it. Um. Anyway, um, yeah. What, what uh, is, it, what, is, it, is there a middle ground score up, or is there no? Yeah, yeah. Score in? Two oh. plus eight and a hundred kilo hand clean. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, because I'm not. I made a joke saying the middle ground would be like that guy who's in the elite, like someone who's uh, maybe their metcon score won't be that good, but then they'll put up some stupid hand clean because they won't probably have like great gymnastics. And so they'll do like middle grounds because they'll be able to smash out the weights. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, one forty-one. That's pretty pretty solid on the hand clean. Indeed, indeed. It's a. I'm interested to see what you think you'd put up in that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'd hope to double that guy's score on the first part or around it. Yeah. I'd like to get yeah. four to five rounds, I think, and then. Yeah, I don't know. I think one thirty plus under that grip fatigue will be a good day's work. Um, yeah, one forty would be pretty work. good. But we uh, shall see how I feel when I get to that point. Um, right. Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, we we'll just call it there for the day. Yeah, I think that's uh, nearly an hour and a half of riveting content. Said <laughs> uh, <laughs> UK champs qualifiers are coming up. They've obviously merged with Frank's oh, yeah. Throwdown. Um, you have to register for them separately, but they'll be the same qualifying. So if you are thinking of competing, you're at that level uh, and you want to give it a go, I think it probably makes a little bit of sense to give those a try as well because that looks set to be a very big newish event on the UK calendar. Yeah, no, it should be really good. Yeah, qualifiers for that start in two weeks. So they sort of overlap with the end of Ragnarok qualifiers. But yeah, we'll go through those as well. And I think they'll release them one, one a um, I don't know if they'll release them one a week, I think. They're doing two workouts a week. Okay, yeah, there you go. I knew French so over did it two a bit weeks. differently. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Cool, that'll be cool. All right, cool. So we had to talk about those. And um, we don't know exactly, but I think the field is going to be quite strong for UK champs this year. So we might yeah. have to do like a proper preview for it and everything because they get guaranteed spots to semi-final athletes. Um, and then, yeah, depending on how they're marketing it, it seems like it'll be pretty big. So... Um, yeah, I think you have some very strong uh, names turning up to that event. So that'll be a good one to watch. Most definitely. Um, yeah. Most definitely. All right, cool. Well, we'll end it there. So thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. See ya.